Hello everyone, welcome to Soulmates Podcast, I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Today we are reviewing Super M's debut EP. Which is just called First Mini Album. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty typical, you know, for, yeah, for a lot the first of... first one. Yeah, unfortunately. It doesn't make it easy to look for something on YouTube, but, <laughs> you know. But that's what it's called, so... Yeah. Let's give everyone the background of what exactly Super M is. Super M is a seven-member supergroup that is housed under SM Entertainment. And when we say supergroup, that means it's like people from different, very popular groups come together to form their own group. In particular, the members of Super M come from EXO, wildly popular group, Shiny, another wildly popular group, and NCT, all of the subgroups underneath that. So NCT U, Wavy, NCT 127, NCT Dream, all of the members have come from those groups. And the reason why it's a super group is because all the members are extremely popular within their groups, in addition to being in a popular group. Yeah. So it's the best of the best of the best in one group. That's the idea of a super group. That's the concept. Did they pull it off? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go over the members. There are seven members. Quite a few boys. Yes. Boys. <laughs> the first one is Baekhyun. He's from EXO. He is South Korean. The second is our boy Taemin from Shiny. He's also from South Korea. We have Kai from EXO, who is South Korean. Taeyong from NCTU and NCT127. He is also from South Korea. Ten. From NCTU and Wavy, he is ethnically Chinese, but he is from Thailand. Yes. Which is why he's in Wavy, because he speaks fluent Mandarin. Yes. <laughs> we have Lucas from NCTU and Wavy also. He is originally from Hong Kong. And then we have the youngest one, Mark, from NCTU, NCT127, and formerly NCT Dream. He's Canadian. He graduated from NCT Dream, thank God. Yes. <laughs> He's not that young. He's still young. He's not that young. Yeah, the super group is uh, slightly older. SM made this group because a lot of the members of their male groups are doing military service right now. Everyone except Taemin in Shiny is doing their military service. And that is something that is mandatory for all able-bodied South Korean men is that they have to do two years of military service. This can look like a variety of things. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're like in a combat zone. It could mean they're doing police work, like kind of what T.O.P. did. But regardless, they have to be pulled out for that. So I feel like this is a really smart move for them to just kind of compile the the members together and call it a super group and make some money off of the individuals without having to give each of them a solo career in addition to this group. It's saving them money. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'm quite shocked that they hadn't had this idea before. Because I've thought about it, you know, like, we've been listening to K-pop since 2010. And we've known about the military service since then. And I I remember as, like, certain um, members of, like, Super Junior would have to take a hiatus and stuff. I'm like, why don't they, like, form subunits? Or, like, why don't they, like, combine with other members of other groups? Wouldn't that be so cool? I'm just really shocked that it took them this long. I guess K-pop and specifically SM's male groups are more popular than ever. 
So I guess now is the time, if there was any, you know? Right. I could say that maybe the trepidation of doing this beforehand was the hesitation of putting multiple groups together in that way. Because, as you guys know, K-pop groups have extremely dedicated fans. Fan clubs, they're obsessed with whatever group they are standing. Sometimes people will stand more than one group, and I do think that's becoming more popular now, that there are so many, you have to stand more than one. But I feel like they were maybe scared beforehand because they didn't want to, like, weaken the (laughs) fan group or anger the fans by combining them with a group they didn't like or what have you. But based upon the feedback that I've seen about Super M, it seems to have gone swimmingly, so. Hopefully we'll see more of these groups, though. It's basically a super group for SM Station songs. They'll get features from, like, four artists from four different groups. Right. Remember WoW thing? That was basically a tiny supergroup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm hoping we're going to get to see more of these collaborations. What does Super M actually mean? K-pop groups have the weirdest names, and they all <laughs> have meaning, surprisingly. So apparently the M in Super M is supposed to stand for both Matrix and Master, <laughs> as all members are stars in their own groups. Essentially the Avengers of K-pop is what they call themselves. <laughs> oh my god. At the end of this, we have to assign who's who's who of the Avengers oh god. to the members. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> people might hate on us <laughs> for our selections. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> I'll just say that Taman is the best Avenger. And we'll leave it at that. T. <laughs> I don't know. When I first saw the name Super M, it just made me think of those stupid super male, like commercial things (laughs) super masculine (laughs) for me i thought it was like super music i thought the m stood for like music or something like i don't i would not have ever gotten matrix matrix master maybe but matrix no okay well whatever sips tea so they're actually starting their debut in the u.s rather than South Korea, and honestly, that's very smart, because K-pop is just so hot right now. And also, every single member of this group also has fans in the United States. Yeah, for sure. Ride that BTS wave, y'all. Like, I feel like this is something that a lot of groups are not doing. In fact, this is very out of the ordinary, which is why it was mentioned in the article that I was reading. But it makes sense. K-pop is hotter than ever in the United States right now, and if you want to break in, now is the fucking time. K-pop, so hot right now. (laughs) Ooh. Super M is actually going to embark on their first tour, which is entitled We Are the Future Live, starting in November of 2019, so just next month, until February 2020. They are going to be going close to us, so listeners that are in... Florida, and Georgia. If you would like to see Super M, you can in Atlanta on November 11th. The tickets do start at around $110 for nosebleed seats if you want a seat, and they are starting at over $300 for floor tickets if you want to feel their sweat (laughs) flick onto you in the crowd. (laughs) So if you live in the Southeast and uh, have money, you can go see them. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pay to go see a speck of Taman from the nosebleed seats, do your thing. We're not going to judge you. We don't have the money to go to this concert. No. Even though I think it would probably be a decent time. I think we would have fun, but 
knowing in the back of my mind, it's like, we spent $300. <laughs> yeah. I would just be thinking about that. So Yeah, like $300 is almost an entire round trip to Seattle and back. Yeah. So I just can't justify it in my head for that. So I'll just watch the fan cams and pretend I'm there. Yeah. Now let's break down the entire mini album track by track. We're going to talk about the lyrics and the music overall for every single song. And we will also talk about the music video for Jopping as well as Super M's appearance on Ellen DeGeneres. So let's start with Jopping, which is their first track in their mini album. I don't even So on October 9th, they actually performed this at the Ellen Show. (laughs) Which I thought was a weird venue, but Ellen has a lot of viewers, so okay. I also thought it was kind of a weird choice, but then thinking about, again, the viewership of Ellen, it made sense. Like, she's one of the most popular broadcasts on TV. I don't know her exact demographic, but I feel like a lot of, like, parents and just, like, people in their 30s and older watch Ellen. That's not the demo for K-pop. I don't know. I feel like, though, that that demographic isn't being reached by anything else that K-pop is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they release a lot of YouTube stuff. They can do TikTok, Instagram. But your average, like, 30-year-old mom is not doing that. Yeah. I feel like this was a smart move. Ellen also really likes to dance. and That's true. I didn't even think of that. And jopping is a dance move. It's actually really cute. If you have a chance, go watch it. It's like a five-minute video. Tops. The audience <laughs> was really funny because you could tell they just wanted to scream the entire time when they were, like, introducing themselves, each member of Super M. But the producers or whoever, like, had it on fucking lock because they, they would be like, ah, and then, like, suddenly just, like, quiet. It was, like, it was impressive. Um, knowing how hard it is to rein in K-pop fans just from the Red Velvet concert. Oh, because my God. You could tell the Red Velvet members were getting pissed because people kept screaming over them trying to talk. But they did a decent job on the Ellen show. Ellen's producers do not fuck around. <laughs> they did not fuck around with that. It was really cute, them teaching her how to do the dropping motion and stuff. They ended up donating $50,000 to Ellen's fund, specifically for the gorillas. Save the gorillas! Save the gorillas. I noticed in particular that Mark did most of the talking and reeling with Ellen, which makes sense because he's probably the most natural English speaker. He's Canadian. He's Canadian, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kai, in particular, also was extremely animated and, like, very energetic to be on the show. So I thought all of it was very cute and wholesome to watch. Yeah, check it out. Before we get into the music and the video, just the lyrics. We gotta talk about them. I'm just gonna wax poetic right now. Because when we jump in, it's poppin'. Jopping? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, I said, to quote Mean Girl, stop trying to make jopping a thing! <laughs> Yeah, it definitely feels really forced and goofy, and no one fucking says that. Yeah, just like no one says fetch. Unless they're being ironic. Yeah. I didn't understand this concept. However, I did notice that they used an awful lot of English in this song. Mm -hmm. But that, again, makes sense going back to what we were talking about before, that they're debuting in the U.S. first. The title, Jopping, is Jumping Plus Poppin'. So it's a dance move. The chorus 
only kind of mentions Japping once. It's more about like, we own this stage, we are great performers, and we live to like, entertain. And then we're doing this dance move. (laughs) Yeah, we do this dance move also. Yeah. (laughs) And we flaunt it like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, as you can see, like, it did not have the intended effect of, like, being a powerful and sexy dance move. It just (laughs) makes us laugh. Yeah. So I feel like they may have failed on that aspect. The music overall, I get what they were trying to go for. The song is really serious, hard, and masculine. So mask. But why, though? I know. But why? Harmonies would have been so amazing instead of so much individual focus on each member and having them all basically sing solo. I don't think that was a smart move. Also, most if not all of the members play up a very feminine angle, and I feel like they could have done that very well. (laughs) And I'm not saying, like... Everybody's wearing pink and like Emily had a great description for this earlier. Okay. (laughs) We were at work discussing this album and I was like, you know what they should have done? Leather jackets, no shirt underneath, Levi's jeans. They're all kind of like hanging out, chilling, very much sexy modeling, looking at the camera. They harmonize every single member, all seven, perfectly. And then it goes into, like, a sexy, like, girl, you're going to get fucked tonight. (laughs) Yes. I feel like they could have played into a darker masculine aspect with that, too. But I feel like they really needed to balance it more with some some softer tones. Like, I just, it didn't work with the members and what they look like and how they act. (laughs) It just, it didn't go well. Stop trying to make Taman mask. Yeah. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. The sound overall, I felt it was overproduced. It was just so much noise in the background. And at one point, I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? It sounds like English, but I can't tell. It's just too many bleep bloops. I felt that the the instrumental could have used some editing. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of a theme for this whole album, actually, that there's just a lot going on in the background. And I feel like To an extent, sometimes that sounds cool and experimental, but it also detracts from the talent of the vocals. It works for Charlie XCX. Charlie is a solo artist. Yeah. This is a pop group with seven people. Yeah. (laughs) Let them shine, you know? So overall, the video, very impressive editing. They spent money. They definitely spent money. The choreography I absolutely love. It is like master level choreo. I don't even think I'd be able to even attempt this choreo. And I have a lot of dance experience. They look really good the entire time in the music video and very cohesive with the outfits that they're wearing in the group scenes. They're just all incredibly good looking men and they're all really talented. So it's not hard for that to look awesome. And I felt like no one overshadowed anyone else. They were all pretty much on equal footing, which is good. But somehow I didn't get, like, super group from that. Like, I didn't get group. I got, here's a bunch of solo artists. No, exactly. I also think in the music video, they did it a disservice by making it like, it's desert. No, it's military. No, it's, like, helicopters. No, it's cyberspace. Pick one thing and stick with it. I'm particularly thinking about how Red Velvet Ice Cream did desert yeah i know really well the whole theme was 
It is Coachella or Burning Man, and we're eating ice cream. Just keep it to one theme. I feel like it would have been a little less messy visually. Let's move along to the second song on the EP, I Can't Stand the Rain. So this has all seven members. Rachel, please (laughs) recite some of the lyrics for us. Shouldn't have let you go. And also, I can't stand the rain anymore. I can't stand the cold any longer. T. I hate it when it rains. (laughs) (laughs) I particularly picked out these lyrics because there wasn't a whole ton of English in this song, but I really liked both of the parts where those lyrics were sung. I thought it sounded really nice and in particular the falsetto that Baekhyun and Taemin have is so good. They sound so good during that part of the song. Taemin's falsetto is like god tier. Yeah and I mean honestly when I first listened to the song I thought it was the same person singing so Baekhyun has some freaking chops also like that was some killer falsetto. I did not expect that. So this song musically sounds very disjointed it kind of sounded like a couple songs mashed together, again, with the weird production of this album. Yeah. I just felt like there wasn't enough harmonies, and it just seems like everyone else is doing their own thing, or like two people will harmonize, and then that's it. I'm like, no, there's seven members. Also, my first impression of this song was Caveman. It starts with, like, drums and percussion. Yeah. And- yeah, I was no. like caveman. Straight up, no. I feel like I feel like there's they're trying to do this weird like tough guy again military type thing. Like when I heard those drums, I thought military, and them going huh, I thought like drumline. Yeah, and they also put like weird electronic auto tune over that in the beginning, which you're just like, what type of song is this? I really just liked the chorus more than anything else in the song because the chorus stops all the fucking percussion and the weird shit and it just focuses on the falsettos of Baekhyun or Taemin. That was the best part of the song. Kind of a miss for me. I didn't really like it. I liked the chorus. If the song was just the chorus and sounded just like the chorus, I would like it. (laughs) The beginning part reminded me of Cavemen and Naruto. (laughs) That's all, like, when I'm going to hear it, I'm just going to hear, and then I'm going to hear the fucking Naruto flute in the back of my mind. So there's that. So I hope y'all listen to that. Yep. (laughs) Let's move along to the next song. The next song on their mini album is Too Fast. With the number two. So this only had four members, Taemin, Baekhyun, Mark, and Lucas. Rachel's notes say, we love a girl. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I believe it's actually uh, Baekhyun who does the girl. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yes. That is what I've been waiting for. That sounded amazing. It did. That's the best part of the song. <laughs> in general, the lyrics were too revolutionary. In general, it sounds like they're getting into a physical relationship with a girl, and she's really captivating, and they're, like, dating and getting together too fast. 
quote unquote. Gotta put the brakes on this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta slow it down, girl. This is actually my favorite song on the album. Yeah, I could tell that they're like, this track is the sexy track. Yeah. And, you know, you gotta bring Tame in for the sexy track. Of of course. course. (laughs) And I liked the breakdown um, slash more EDM elements of this song. I liked that. But again, the song also sounded disjointed. Mm -hmm. Who produced this? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's too much all at once. They also brought in bird call noises, which I feel like are going out of style at this point. They are. So that was not a good call. The fast beat in the background was nice so that it didn't feel like a very slow ballady song, but this is their quote-unquote ballad for this album. It is the slowest, like, calmest song on the album. I love this song because their voices sound lovely and buttery. They're harmonizing almost the entire song. They sound fucking amazing. Out of the whole album, I like this one the most, so... Yeah, this is what we wanted, really. Sort of. Kind of. In a way. With, without the intense backing music being like three different sounds. But vocally, this is what I wanted. Yeah. The whole album. Because they're all really talented singers and rappers. I just, I don't get the direction that they were going with this. But I really did like this song. Let's move along to Supercar. Taking control. Which I have to say is the fucking stupidest name for a song. The stupidest, most masculine name I could possibly think of. So the members on this song are Taemin, Baekhyun, Taeyong, Ten, and Mark. Lyrics include, tried so hard to follow. But from birth, were something different. And vroom, like a black car. Essentially, they're talking about being the fastest and best in the game with a black racing car as the metaphor. Sure. Sure. (laughs) This song has a very strong trap beat. I'm getting really sick of trap beats in pop music. I'm over it. it. It's like every single song. I really liked the piano and the bridge of the song, but the chorus is weird to me. And I like the harmonies. This song does have harmonies, but it also sounded disjointed, which is a theme for this album. Yeah, it was too hardcore and dark sounding for me. And I called it the pre-chorus, but it is the bridge. <laughs> um, I really, I like that the best in the song. But then it drops back to this sound that just does not fit my image of the boys in this group at all. I feel like SM is trying to make them too tough. They gotta be masked. It's it's not it, sis. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the final song on their first mini album is entitled No Manners. has four members, Taemin, Kai, Young, and Ten. This is a bitter, bitter breakup song. Yeah, some lyric selections are, throw away everything so we can't even have a single piece of hope. Like, damn, that's... Dramatic. <laughs> that's pretty dramatic. <laughs> Basically, the song is telling the partner to leave coldly and quickly because it will be better that way. 
Mm, okay. <laughs> so that's a rough breakup, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Who hurt the person writing all this music? <laughs> I don't know. This is a very interesting musical opening. It sounds like a boy band song, but it's dark. This whole album is dark. Yeah. And I definitely got an old school K-pop vibe from this. That's what it, to me, sounded the most like. Yeah. I feel like this is how tough they should sound. Mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of darker, sultry almost sound is a better suiting vibe for them. Because Supercar was just too much. It was over the top. It was almost cheesy how, like... aggressive it was but i like the harmonizing in this song and i think they sound really good together these four members in particular however i didn't really like the rapping that taeyang did in this it felt off and when i listened to it a second time i realized why it sounds off is because he seems to stumble and be really awkward when he's initially rapping in english but then speeds up and is awesome in korean and in particular i want to talk about taeyang because Also, when he is singing earlier, he says criminer instead of criminal. And this is a really easy mistake to do when your native language is Korean because their R's and their L's are the same sound in their language. So it's kind of like a R sound. So it's either one or the other, which is why you get stuff like, I forget the group, but like the loof is on fire instead of the roof. Okay, so XO, when they said the loof is on fire instead of the roof, criminer instead of criminal, it makes sense. But it also makes me worry because why wasn't he given a voice coach to help him with his English? I'm not saying at all that he needs to be fluent in English or that it needs to sound a certain way. But I feel like if you're going to put this much money into a super group and have it be a super group, everybody should be getting the same voice coaching and the same help to be able to sound good. I feel like it's almost a little embarrassing to not be able to be at the caliber of your other members like that. Come on, SM, you have more money than God. Seriously. And it's not like he has you have to teach him to be fluent in English, but dear God, you know what the lyrics are beforehand, so could you just coach him on that? Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rachel. Overall, rating one to five, five the best, one the worst, how would you rate this mini album? Uh, like two and a half. I'm going two. I had such high hopes for this. Because I initially thought the entire supergroup thing was going to be BS anyways. So the fact that it actually happened is cool. But I feel like they could have been so awesome if they just went with more of like a Backstreet Boys and sync type of like smooth, sultry, like girl, I want to get into your pants type of vibe instead of this like aggressively masculine, we're the, we're the fucking boys, the big dick boys of SM. Like that is, that is not what they are. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I feel like it just, it needed a new concept. It missed the mark. Yeah, it definitely did. And it's a shame because every single member is so talented. Before you leave hate on us. We want better for the members in the group. Yeah. It doesn't mesh well with who they are. Okay, let's finish this out with our weekly K-pop recommendations. My weekly recommendation is Devil by CLC. My weekly recommendation is One Two by Lehigh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. 
Check us out on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our podcast anywhere podcasts are normally found, including Spotify. If you're feeling generous, you can leave us a tip on coffee.com. If you appreciate the research that went into this podcast and appreciate the timeliness of our review, <laughs> leave us a $3 tip on coffee. The link is on our Facebook. We'll see you guys next Friday. Bye. Bye.